0: Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's keep the basketball conversation rolling. Let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah's in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Joining us now is the television voice of the Utah Jazz. He's our guy, Craig Jack, What's up, Bowler?
1: Hey, Jake. Gordon, what up?
0: Bowler, I, I, uh, you know, I thought of you, the entire broadcast team, when I saw the uh, the preseason schedule roll out today uh, for the Utah Jazz, getting things started October fourth. Is it just me, or does that uh, the opening to preseason just keep getting earlier and earlier?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing thing knowing that we're still playing summer league in Vegas, knowing we had the Salt Lake City summer league last week, uh, knowing the Olympics just uh, wrapped up with gold, America, silver, France, bronze, Australia, and then all of a sudden you're thinking about camp, and then you look at the schedule that came out today and go, really? Uh, two games down in, uh, the, you know, a little Texas, uh, you know, double dip and come home and play New Orleans and uh, the world champion Bucks. Man, that kind of got me uh, riled up again. So <laughs> it comes fast and furious. And again, I think that, you know, trying to catch up to what was the way they played and what was the schedule. And uh, I haven't seen the official schedule yet, but I'm guessing 82, right? And I'm going to guess, too, Jake and Gordon, that maybe this time around the league may play games in more of a centralized location for multiple games, like the preseason. You make a stop in Texas, so why not do Dallas and and, or San Antonio, uh, and Dallas, or Houston, or go up to Oklahoma City. Most closer proximity, shorter flights, and I'm anxious to see if that's not the way they're going to work this or not.
2: Well, Larry, I was talking with Jake about this. Uh, since the Jazz made their free agent moves, their odds at winning a championship, uh, according to the Vegas Wizards, actually dropped a little. Yeah. I I don't understand that. Uh, oh, Jake just tells me it's because the betting public is are morons, yeah. <laughs> well, what do you what do you make of that? Do you do you feel better about the jazz now or worse?
1: No, I I feel uh that this is a stronger club. Look, that's going to be proven. There's veterans, I think there's versatility, which is the uh the the word of the day uh from everyone who speaks about Rudy Gay and what uh, Hassan Whiteside, despite the fact they are older veterans, I think it's a good mix of youth and veteran uh, play that can give the Jazz options. It gives Quinn Snyder's offense and defense options. And that's something I think was exploited, as we all know, against the Clippers. If you want to play big, you can. If you want to play small, you can. And, you know, you still have shooters, defenders that are available. And I, I really think uh, the Jazz did improve themselves. Now, look, how does it all play out? Does the, uh, the core, yeah, they're still together. But how do the other pieces fit? And that, to me, is always going to be an interesting wait-and-see game. But, uh, look, I think people get excited again to know that LeBron is going to go come back healthy with a Russell Westbrook and a Anthony Davis which personally I don't see working but we'll, you know I'll, I'll be wait to prove wrong but there's I think the doors are open in the West if the Jazz stay healthy which is number 1 Mike signs his contract he talked about it yesterday that he's doing all he can to work with yoga, stretching to keep, you know, the hamstring at the highest of levels, and that's going to be key. Not only, I, I think we finally kind of understand that 52 wins, as great as it was, the wear and tear that goes with that, it really comes down to postseason play, and if you're not healthy, uh, then your chances just fly out the door. And that's what happened to the Jazz. I mean, what if? We'll never know because of Mike's injury and Donovan, who was playing on a leg and a half. But, you know, I think that's the most important thing is that the Jazz still have the depth to keep a Conley healthy. Trent Force has played well in the three games I saw him last week uh, in the Salt Lake City Summer League. And as a Buki uh, is uh, turning some heads as well. So there's going to be some depth depth and I think a lot of options, and back to the the word of the day, versatility, which is maybe was just the the one piece lacking in in many ways last year.
0: So Bowler, you know, players coming to Utah as free agents, as we know, has not been a huge thing. In fact, players that have had other options coming to Utah has not necessarily been a, a huge thing. There have been few examples in the past, but really not a whole lot. And uh, over the past, well, really a couple off-seasons, we've seen Jordan Clarkson, who had plenty of other options, uh, he elected to stay. Mike Conley certainly uh, could have gone and played elsewhere. He elects to come back and stay. Uh, Hassan Whiteside uh, yesterday said he had an offer to go back to Portland and instead chose to come to the Jazz. Rudy Gobert, if you uh, hear the buzz—or not Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gay, if you uh, listen to the buzz out there, had maybe some other options. He elected to come here. How— What does that say about the franchise as it moves forward, that it's got some buzz and that that players want to come here and be a part
1: of it? Well, when you have an opportunity to win, you become uh, a pretty popular, you know, that tells you the impact of of Donovan, Rudy, Joe, uh, head coach Quinn Snyder, the respect he has. Uh, He met a lot of these players one-on-one as he coached the Western Conference All-Stars, new ownership, new messaging, and Dwayne Wade, um, versatility in the in the way that they are doing things. Uh, they they're trying to move forward uh, in the state of Utah under Ryan Smith's you know leadership, and I think the word's out. And if you win, uh, it obviously can make it easier. But I think again, it's probably Jake to be totally honest is just the fact. There's a a, a new attitude. I think amongst a lot of players in the NBA that says, look, you know, uh, we're seeing diversity uh, and that's something that's so important and, and Ryan means it. And I think he shows it in that regard too, by bringing on Dwayne Wade as part of his ownership group. And that trickle down effect now goes to the players. And when you can get guys like uh, Rudy Gobert, you can get a Donovan Mitchell, Who is obviously a childhood friend of Pascal? That helps, but it also is part of the recruiting process that goes on, as we all know, uh, throughout the course of of a free agent, you know, uh, session. And I think we finally are seeing, you know, improvement, movement, and that's a good thing, really good thing.
2: So, Bowler. Okay, we talked about the additions to the team. Let me ask you a question. Based on what you saw out of Rudy Gobert playing in the Olympics and the way he seemed to be able to post up down low and score with a man between him and the basket, how much better sort of organically can the Jazz get, uh, especially their stars, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert? Can they still get better? Will they still get better?
1: Oh, I think they can still get better. Uh, I, I think Donovan still has uh, a high level to hit. I think Gobert continues to work even in his eighth year, going on nine, 29 years old. Uh, look, uh, the guy is a workhorse, and he knows his weaknesses, and he's embarrassed when he doesn't achieve, and that's his motivator. I mean, look, a couple of missed free throws, right, uh, in the Olympics, in, in, in the late stretches of the gold medal game. Um those are only mo- motivational moments, I think for Rudy gobert, maybe he 's pushed more by Hassan Whiteside, who's a big guy as well, and they 've had some you know alleged issues uh but that 's going to have to be uh, solved if it hasn't already uh, but that's competition that 's being a competitor, and that's the beauty of of you know getting new guys in to see if they can 't push one another so uh i'm I'm a believer, and i'm not trying to look at this through. Jazz glasses, rose-colored glasses, but I think the Jazz are better. But, look, the rest of the, the NBA made monster moves uh, throughout the off season, And the East is, is really going to be a beast, even more so this, this year. And, look, Clay Thompson back, Golden State. Again, I don't know how you guys feel about Westbrook and him fitting in uh, with the chemistry. I don't think LeBron's going to take a back seat. Uh, To anybody. I don't care if if he was 40. Uh, So that's going to be interesting to see. Portland stays status quo. Denver still has Jamal Murray, uh, you know, rehabbing the ACL. And you still have the question about Kawhi Leonard. So if the door is open, it's, it's wide open, I think, again, for the Jazz in the West.
2: Baller, at this time of year, are you ready, getting ready for some football?
1: I am getting ready for some football. I wish I was in the booth totally, but that's not the way it is. But I will be uh, a fan as I always am of college uh, first and foremost, and then of course of the National Football League.
0: <laughs> Bowler, who's been the best running back since the year two thousand? Gordon and I stumbled into this earlier in the show. You have any thoughts?
1: Oh my gosh! In the NFL? Yeah, it's tough. Oh my goodness. There are so many names. I don't want to, you know, overdo it with the Chiefs, but I'm thinking of Tyree Kill, who's my slot guy, so he's really not my running back, so that wouldn't even be fair uh, because I'm thinking of speed catch, yards after contact, that type of thing. Uh Oh, man, I'd say that one blanks me out, to be totally honest with you. I don't are, know
0: why. Uh, who are the, the contenders? Let's see, Hans brought up Marshall Falk, but that one's kind of a weird one because he did a lot of his damage in the 90s, but he was certainly great. We talked about, uh, who else? Gordon, Marshawn Edger and Lynch. James, Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson, LaDainian Tomlinson, those yeah. were kind of well, the, L- the big D- ones? Yeah,
1: Tomlinson was absolutely lightning in a bottle. Are you talking about just last year or are you talking about? No, over from the
0: last? like 20 years, the last 20. Well, it oh, started because. Well, it, it started I because mean, Gordon and I were debating over Barry Sanders and Walter Payton, and, well, and Barry it just Sanders, didn't feel like there's been a back like that since then. So no, that's kind no, of. No,
1: Barry Sanders was absolutely so special. Unless uh, he. Uh, Probably.
0: Oh, we man, him? we're losing Bowler. Bowler, if you can hear us, we love you. Thanks thanks for coming on. Bowler, are you there? Finish your thought if, if you can hear us.
1: Yeah, I can hear you. Am I back?
0: Yeah, yeah, you Yeah, are. you're back. We got okay. you.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's traffic, you know. <laughs> I want to trade my phone in. Uh, but, no, I, I was just saying that uh, Barry Sanders was one that I just totally had a joy to watch because of his stop-and-go abilities. The strength in his legs was probably, I don't know if there was anybody that had lower body, you know, the gravity, Uh, I mean, he was just right there running at your, at at most defenders' knees, and it was hard to catch him. Um, You know, Tony Dorsett was a glider. Uh, Bo Jackson, when he was absolutely in his prime before the hip, was about as strong as, as, and then Earl Campbell now pops into my head. Now I'm going back in time, but if you watch what Earl Campbell was able to do. On a, on a game-to-game basis, and punish. Not only was he incredibly strong and fast, but he punished people along the way. And then you got Emmett Smith, right? You can't, you can't throw him in there. Thurman Thomas, you got to mention him as well. Uh, man, there's just a lot of backs. But to your point, you're saying who today would rank in those numbers, and that's kind of a difficult one for me to pinpoint because I, I think those backs we just mentioned. Uh, of course, most Hall of Famers, but they had a special, a special gear, a special uh, durability would be a word too uh, that comes to mind in the way that they were able to uh, to uh, survive the brutality of the National Football League.
2: They were used differently back then, Bowler. I mean, it was it was a more of a running back oriented game.
1: It was and yeah, Earl yeah. Campbell. I brought
2: up I brought up yeah. Earl Campbell, bowler, and I mean he was a freaking bowling ball. He he just ran right over
1: people. Well, he ran over people. They were afraid. You know, Jake. He's one guy that I don't know that even Dick Butkus or the Lamb Beers or excuse me, uh, uh, yeah, my my middle linebacker was the middle linebacker for the, uh, the for the Steelers. I mean back Lambert. in those days, yeah, Lambert. Lambert. Thank you. I'm thinking Lamb Beer and Lamb Lambert, but. Those guys, you know, I think very few of those players had fear to tackle a player. But when you look back at some of the video, Earl Campbell punished you, and you didn't want much to do with him, and no part of him, and and what's you know, in, in any any which way. But I don't know if there's you know, the league has changed where you get spread offenses and you get slots like a you know Tyree Kill the Cheetah in Kansas City, and and you get guys who are able to run routes, cutting routes, wheel routes, whatever you want to say, and make, make catches and then have the speed to break uh, tackles after contact and, and pick up those monster yards. But just the power backs that we spoke of there where you just got a, a trap play and it's up to them after they touch the ball. I mean, Franco Harris is another name that comes to mind. He was kind of slow-mo, slow-mo Joe in a way he plays like Joe Ingles, but he still got the job done. And uh, that Steeler team was incredible. Cowboys, uh, Green Bay. Um, wow. But, you know, again, that was then, this is now. And the game does constantly go through evolution, right? And someday you may get another power back in the whole mix. I um, you. But right now it's, it's speed, man. It's route running. It's uh, getting across the middle and like Tom Brady does all the time. Just hit the guy and let your tight end, too, like a Gronk, a uh, uh, Kelsey, Uh, get the job done for you.
0: Thanks, Bowler. We appreciate you as always.
1: Sorry about the traffic. Uh, You know, it's a quick traffic report. Stop and go on uh, (laughs) Southbound (laughs) I-15.
0: Thanks, Bowler. Hang in there.
1: (laughs) See you guys soon.
0: That's our boy Craig Bowler. Jack uh, jumping on with us. We appreciate it when he has a chance to. We've got a Ute update next. Uh, Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.